passes And as time passes It's worse and worse And if you wanna know How I think it will end I will say if it's in my hands I will finish like this old Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Grant, coming to you from Austin, Texas. I am an artist, a drawing and painting instructor, a podcaster, and I would like to welcome you to the studio. This is the place where I interview and talk shop with other professional artists, and we get an inside glimpse into their daily lives as professional artists. On this episode is artist Danny Ferland, from north of the border in Quebec City, Quebec. Uh, Danny is doing beautiful, insightful portraits, both from life and from his imagination. Um, His work caught my attention on Instagram, and I just love it. So I wanted to talk to him, and it turns out he has a really interesting story. Um, it's, It's fascinating, it's inspirational, it's gritty, And from what I gathered in this interview, he's just had an exciting and varied life so far. So I think you'll enjoy my interview with Danny Ferland. Okay, hey everybody, I have Danny Ferland on the studio in the studio today, um, on the phone from Quebec. Danny, I know I butchered your last name. Can you say it properly for us? (laughs) Yep. So it's Danny Ferland. All right. That was pretty good, though. Well, I made an attempt. Yep. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so, hey, thanks for being on the show, man. I'm well, excited about this. Thank you so much for having me. That's great. Um, yeah, so I guess I I just started seeing your artwork on Instagram, and I just was like, just really liked it. I was like, I didn't know who this guy was, and I paintings are awesome, and... So uh, I'm glad that you uh, in, agreed to be on the show with me. Thank you. Yeah, I basically come from nowhere, you know. I just, <laughs> there's so many uh, kick-ass artists out there in the States, and I just come from a remote country. But, yeah, try to do my best to not fight with those guys, but enjoy art with those guys. Yeah, well, and... I don't know, you know, the cream rises to the top. So there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of noise out there on, on all the social media with all the art, but, um, no, I just really, really liked your stuff. Um, so there's, uh, some exciting stuff happening for you right now. Uh, there's a new, you have a new gallery. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Pusa gallery from Vancouver. Just had a call, uh, few weeks ago and now I'm busy uh, uh, trying to get all the works I want out there so uh, yeah I'll be shipping in a few weeks so I'll have like 20 pieces that will uh, fly in Vancouver cool yeah so is this um is this a newer gallery more established or it's been open for uh, I think two years and a half yeah okay yeah cool and uh, it's constantly uh, growing, and uh, it's a very nice uh, rooftop gallery, two floors, oh, cool. and, uh, right in downtown Vancouver with the view on the mountains and stuff. So, yeah, I'm pretty glad to 
be a part of it. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, and so how did they come across your stuff? Did they, did you contact them or I think you said they, they got in touch with you? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I was in my studio and looking at all those portraits on my wall and trying to figure out <laughs> a way to actually get rid of a few, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any space anymore. I got like a hundred uh, looking at me right now. Oh, wow. And then, uh, the phone, the phone rang and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. No, it's the awesome. owner just asking uh, for my work and I was like, wow. And we, we spoke for uh, about an hour and everything was settled. So that's great. <laughs> and she found oh. me uh, through Facebook. Cause I, before Instagram, you know, I, I was posting a lot on Facebook. Yeah. She managed to, uh, to find me there. And I don't know uh, how she got my phone, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it was great that she did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. So, so they just like what you're doing. They just want these these portraits. Yeah, that's that's what I love about it. I don't have to, you know, fight my ways and uh, go elsewhere. I just do what I love and yeah, yeah please with it. So that's actually what they they like. So the, the I, I know they love the the, the white background and the, just the figure sticking out and. Mm-hmm. But I've been experimenting with uh, triptychs uh, and with the landscape on the back, so and oh, cool. so more than open to it. So yeah, I'll be experimenting and just sending whatever I, I think is right, and I think they'll they'll agree because we got like a super contact and it's great. So. Yeah, so um, I know I saw one that was kind of a, was an invented um, portrait with yeah. a background. Is that is that the kind of thing you're going to do with, with more of your backgrounds, just sort of invented? Yeah, well, I'm trying to, you know, do that more and more because um, I really li- like to work from life. And uh, sometimes yeah. the model is not always there. And instead of, uh, you know, having a, a photo to work from, I I was thinking it would be great to actually get to know uh, structure and light effect better from imagination you know trying mm-hmm. to just make something up and um, i'm a big fan of Ingres, a french artist mm-hmm. 19th century so um, i'm kind of um, yeah pleased to try to to touch what he was thinking of you know yeah that's great in a different way um, for sure because <laughs> he's like in a, another another ballpark but yeah, <laughs> just love his work. Well, I did. I didn't. I don't. I guess I don't know a, a ton about Eng. So is that was that part of his process of inventing backgrounds or? Uh, not. Uh, well, I mean, um, more the figure itself. I, I'm inventing the portrait itself and the. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and he was a student of uh, Jacques Louis David from the academy. Yeah. So he was very sound technically and everything. He was right. the best of his students, and then he went to Italy won the Prix de Rome and went there and uh, he said that he was lied to when he saw the the old Italian works done from imagination, basically, you know, like, uh, well, the Raphael, he probably used model, but there was so much um, grace to it. I I mean, there was uh, probably a lot of uh, imagination into the work too, you know, based Mm -hmm. on on the model, but... uh, 
a lot of imagination too. So, and then right. uh, I took, I think, the academic approach and mixed it with the Italian ideal of what beauty is, and it ended up, you know, looking like Ingres work afterwards. Because mm-hmm. you can tell that you know it's pretty close to reality, but there's always a little something that is uh, very Italian to it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a tribute to Raphael is always there somewhere, and I like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, you know, it also gives you so much more freedom in in painting. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to get stuck into. Uh, well, certainly if you're working from a photograph, trying to interpret, you know, what's going on there, but, um, but also always working, um, just straight, just straight from life. You know, uh, I do a lot of still, still life work. And then, you know, obviously you get caught up in, in painting what's in front of you. Right. Um, you know, which you should, you're painting from life. That's, that's what you're doing. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I do think it's nice to, to be able to get away from it a little bit and, and, and and add something in there. So that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, I just did like uh, one of them and a second one was a little based on it too, on imagination. Mm-hmm. And somehow it just pleased uh, a whole bunch of people. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was nice. I think I'm going to go in that direction, you know. Too. So were parts of it, did you, so there's, there's like drapery or like a, some kind of, um, fabric or throw over yeah. the model on that is that um did you set that part up or is that all made up also no i set it up and then i just uh, you know went my way with it okay yeah because uh, you can feel it's kind of a little uh, stiffer than what textile would would do actually but i just wanted to make it a little weird you know <laughs> yeah. you know the hand is not just like super um rendered and i just uh right yeah took short a little dreamy short i guess shots here and there yeah dreamy and yeah just my my own poetry at the moment you know i just want, want to put something in there that doesn't exist mm-hmm. yeah. nice. um okay so let's talk about quebec what's yeah. it like um quebec to me is totally well, foreign would be a literal way to put it. Obviously, it's a foreign country to me. Um, but it seems like just such a... Uh, uh, it's obviously so different from... Uh, it's different from the rest of Canada. It's obviously different from America and Texas, where I'm at. Um, so give us give us a flavor of what it's like to be an artist uh, and, and uh, you know, um, an academic or a realist artist in Quebec. Well, uh, we're not uh, fortunate to have uh, any schools yet. <laughs> so hmm. I grew up oh, wow. and I was, you know, self-taught for years. I was young and I was just like uh, drawing all the time, but I was mainly copying like uh, comic books and stuff uh, mm-hmm. since I was like four years old. And then I kept looking for uh, something uh, for a school that was serious and Give me a few hints on how to do things. Never really found it, and uh, yeah. it was more. Uh, well, the, the Quebec art scene is more about conceptual and modern art, 
and right. we can't feel, you know, the little uh, figurative uh, air coming in. But it takes, I, I mean, <laughs> if something is trendy in New York, it takes like 10 years to to hit us, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Funny how it works, but. Wow, really? I mean, art-wise, uh, New York yeah. is, you know, alive figuratively, and Quebec is not yeah. yet, so. And wow. All started so it's not, years and, ago. I mean, but like physically. Yeah. Like. Just, uh, you know, space-wise, Quebec is not that far from New York, right? No, it's about a nine-hours drive. So. Okay, well, that's a, that's a pretty good distance, but yeah. it's not like it's across an ocean or it's no, no, like, no, no. you know. <laughs> no. So it seems it seems weird that that culturally uh, it would be that far behind, but that's interesting. Yeah, we're um, kind of lost, uh, you know, in in the east, and, and there's not much. Um, happening montreal uh, is uh, a lot more um uh, i mean modern in a way yeah yeah they they get hit with the wave uh, a little sooner and it's bigger too and it's like uh, three hours from quebec city uh, okay so you're in quebec city is that north or south of montreal that would be east yeah oh east okay yeah all right so a little northeast Okay. And are you close to uh Ontario, Toronto? Yeah. Well, okay. Montreal, if you go west from Quebec City, you hit Montreal after 3 hours and Toronto after 8. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a, kind of far. Okay. It's the only French uh, speaking uh, city province in Canada. Mhm. Basically, so that's Probably a reason why you don't. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, huh. I'll bet I, I can imagine in a lot of ways, um, then Quebec is probably a lot like Texas in that we tend to sort of just look at ourselves <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as like a separate thing. Um, yeah, you bet. That's for sure. But yeah. Uh, and the lang- language wise, it's, you know, it's hard for people to travel much. But it's changing now, you know. Uh, the young young people are starting to learn English at a younger age. When I was mm. in school, we we would start at I think I was twelve when I had my first English lesson. Oh yeah. And now it's starting wow. way earlier. But it's great in a way, you know. Culture-wise, it's a little different. It's a more European, French kind of heritage, and yeah, and. Uh, we gotta, you know, keep it. So there's laws for, uh, you know, French advertisement all the time. You know, if you mm-hmm. got a shop or a restaurant, it has to be advertised in French. So few things are in place to keep the heritage intact. Yeah. Uh, and the it's English kind of is horrible. Right? <laughs> You're lucky I can uh, manage to speak a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound great. You sound perfect. Um, the the French thing is kind of funny though, because I I went to um. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking. Um, Alberta, uh, yeah. Calgary, Alberta. Um, a couple times back when I was like uh, just out of high school, I think. And um, you know, everything's in English and French there too, and it seems kind of silly out there where it's like no one's speaking French. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I didn't anyway, know that. So yeah. Oh, um, interesting. Well, I don't know so much about like um 
say like the signage. I don't remember too much like right. signage on on like freeways or things like that. But all the products, you know, if you go into a store, everything is, uh, you know, you've got ingredients in English and French and hmm. things like that. Like um. Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> uh, so uh, okay. So there's not really any schools in Quebec that are teaching what you're doing. No, no. Uh, and if you go to the university, it's only modern. And if you do figurative, you're going to go well. It's going to be hard to get a decent uh, notes. You know? Yeah. Is it oh, kind of yeah. like, well, like American universities, it's, they don't really teach it either. I mean, we have no. classes. We have like figure drawing classes, figure painting classes, except no one, the professor or whoever, the instructor is not going to actually teach you how to draw the figure in that class. They're going to say, right. you know, <laughs> here's your model, do something you yeah. know, expressive with it. Yeah, um, yeah, use your inner uh, attention and just release everything. So Yeah, but it's good in a way. But... And draw the model or something. Yeah, if you want to yeah. learn, you're in big trouble. Right. Yeah. So is it kind of the same same deal there where they 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 acknowledge it except they're not going to <laughs> right they're not going to help do it. Yeah, I mean yeah. they use the model, but I think they never go uh, higher than like ten minutes pose, and it's basically yeah. a bunch of thirty seconds and one minute gestural drawing, which is very good mm -hmm. for developing drawing skills. But you gotta go the other way around too, and they don't so harder to, yeah. to learn your craft you know yeah, yeah you can yeah you just can't you just can't learn how to do it like that um well so how did you get to how did coming to new york come about or how did you even become aware that there was you know something there was actually real figurative art being being executed and being taught how how did you learn about that, and then how did you come to to make your way to New York? Right. Uh, well, first I was I had a, a mentor that was self-taught himself, and mm -hmm. he was working, you know, figuratively uh, using uh, pictures. But he was always um, working on the street too in the summertime, doing like the portrait of uh, the tourists and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. So I I learned with him for a few months, and then I just bought a a little space in town just near the castle because Quebec is very European. It's like a fortified <laughs> city and it's very nice. Very beautiful. Oh, wow. And so I was just beside the castle and doing the portraits for a few oh, years. Oh, on the street? Yeah, on the street. Nice. Yeah, from life. So it's an hour. So I did that for four or five years. Five so, you years. Would get, so you would get random people on the street to sit for you for an hour? No, uh, actually, it was like well organized. We had like stands oh, okay. and everything. The price were there, and uh, you had to show examples of what you were doing. Uh huh. So I ended up like drawing a lot in the summertime from life. Helped a lot, and uh, at one point I was kind of uh, you know disappointed with the the fact that I was always working uh, from photos with. Uh, I didn't know do uh, real work from life and i wanted to learn basically the, the ways you know and get a yeah yeah have the same so, life all the time yeah oh, you're dropping out a little bit huh okay sorry i was losing you there a okay. little bit you're you're dropping out a little bit um so yeah i want to i want to go back to that i i i don't think i understood what 
what that was all about. So you were you were working on the street outside of the castle, but what it was some kind of organization or how was this set up? Well, the city uh, sells space for artists to do that. Okay. So we're about uh, at that time. I think we were like 15 doing that. It's an entire street, and you just uh, rent, you know, a space. You build a, okay. a cart and you just put your stuff in there, a few chairs okay. and an umbrella, and you draw from life, you know, when the tourist oh, okay. comes, right? So sure. Um, I think. Uh, and you would get the tourists to sit for you. Well, the tourist comes by and they they check and uh, once they chose you, uh, the price is there and they just sit there for an hour and leave oh, with the drawing. Cool. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So how much could you charge for for one of those? I think it was sixty bucks. Nice. Yeah. Love that. I was cool. working uh, in graphite back then, so. So how many would you say on average? How many people would you get a day to sit for you? Well, that's. Uh, a tricky one I mean some days I could uh, do like 10 and then wow. I could be like a week without doing one you know <laughs> yeah so sure. it was uh, pretty nerve-wracking so and, you're there kind of is it sort of are you sort of battling these other artists to kind of get, get well yeah get the tourists to bit. your to your spot yeah and <laughs> you are uh, really close to each other you know yeah. Yeah. Every stand is separated wow. by a thin line. So some <laughs> other uh, some people are better at selling themselves. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. So that's another whole. Yeah. Well, that's kind of good. I mean, that that's a skill that we all need, and many of us don't have is sort of selling ourselves. Right. As you know. So did you did during that time were you able to develop develop some of those skills? Were you really kind of promoted yourself and said, Hey, I'm well, better than this guy. <laughs> back then I was not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, drawing all the time and people were tapping on, tapping me on the shoulder and Hey, can I have a portrait? <laughs> you know, oh, cool. That's how it worked because it wasn't me to go all out. Hey, I'm, you know, I can do yeah, it. Yeah. So I just, yeah. He kept working and doing commissions. Sometimes you Coming back like an hour after. Hey Danny, I'm lo I'm losing you a little bit. You're oh. you're kind of in and out a little bit. Sorry about that. Oh, Is that's that okay. Better? Yeah, no, that yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So skill-wise and speed uh, grew uh, fast, you know, by doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's awesome. But it was for, it puts uh, you under puts you under pressure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure was enormous, you know. Mm -hmm. Having like a four-year-old sit for you and uh, <laughs> oh, you gotta be sure it's okay. It's okay. She won't move, and then she start moving around. Right, There's like twelve people of her family uh, on your back with the father on, <laughs> on top of your shoulder and uh, telling you that you're not getting it right. Yeah, or... right. Yeah, you know, that was crazy. But, oh my god. And I'm not talking about the weather in Quebec. It's pretty tricky, and I mean, some people, uh, you know, some umbrellas would just flew like three oh blocks away and the rain and oh my god you start a portrait wow. and it's sunny and then the rain comes in and poof, destroys everything so well oh after five years i i had enough you know five years wow yeah but that's <laughs> that's uh three months per year because the summer okay. is so short in quebec by the way <laughs> i live yeah. on an iceberg right right <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah summer uh, comes in and um, it's gone pretty fast 
And uh, wow. yeah, I saved money and then I just decided to travel to Europe because uh, back then uh, I didn't have internet. So yeah. I had like okay. the library and all the books about Rembrandt, Vermeer and all those guys. I was like, wow, you know, I have to find yeah. a way to be able to do that. And um, uh, so I just bought a ticket for Europe and I went there with a backpack and I just saw everything I could in, uh, in a three months time, you know? Wow. So I spent a month in France, a month in Paris, and then I went to Spain and I just saw everything I could. Yep. And that's, uh, that's great. That's where I realized I was, uh, in Florence and I had the chance to visit the Florence Academy of Art. And uh -huh. that's where it all started. That's where I knew what I wanted to do. And, uh, and I had to, you know, join a, a school that could give me the tools. Yeah. But back then I didn't have the right money to, you know, enroll. So I just came back and I was like, wow, okay, got to mm -hmm. do this. And then the yeah. internet came about and I found about the New York uh, scene and I just wanted to join. So took me a while and in 2009 I was uh, accepted the uh, Janice Collaborative School of Art mm -hmm. that's where I everything changed. and who was who was running the Janice school at that time or who I, I guess who founded that school uh, Kate Lehman Michael Grimaldi and Dan Thompson mm -hmm. and Stephen Perkins were was coming in for the sculpture oh cool so yeah, in 2008 maybe I think yeah I think it's 2008 the first year. So I came in uh, in 2008. I just moved uh, to New York. Oh okay. Were you were you one of their first students? Yeah. Oh nice. I was there on the first day. Oh cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I was lucky enough to uh, have a a sponsor because I was in Quebec and I, you know, that kind of uh, school is pretty expensive and being a Canadian is kind of tricky to get, you know, I cannot get a green card and work part-time job in New York uh, unless, you know, I, I pick one. Oh. I so that I was a think tricky, about that. You know, that was a tricky situation. So I didn't yeah. know how to manage. So I kept on being like frustrated and just practice in Quebec. And then um, I just tried, you know, to, to see if uh, I would be accepted without yeah. having the funds, you know, I just went all out and then right. I received a, yeah. So it was positive and I was like, Oh my God, okay, I'm accepted. <laughs> and maybe I think it was the day after I was working in, um, back then in a, a native boutique. So we were selling like uh, bows and arrows and, you know, like fur. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Cool. And a French guy, uh, well, he's, he comes from, uh, I think it's Brittany. In French, it's uh, La Bretagne. Uh -huh. Well, it's uh, west of France, and they talk French too. And he came in, and he was like super enthusiastic about, you know, all the native thing. And I think he actually thought, that he, you know, he would land on in Quebec and see like people with feathers and stuff like that. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was very uh, desperate to find those. So, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, man, let's make it happen. So I had the contact and uh, 
after a little while, I managed to bring him up north. We drove like uh, we rented a car. We we drove for twelve hours and ended up in a reserve, and we danced like. Oh wow! You know, we joined like a the huge a huge powwow, so once a year there, and it's like three years of nonstop dance and crazy drumming and. Wow! Oh, wow! That so was awesome. What... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this guy comes looking for native uh what do you guys call them there native americans native canadians yeah i mean yeah, yeah the term in french that's uh, native american yeah oh, okay all right <laughs> so we ended up there so he comes looking for native americans and you say well i got just the thing for you man let's get in the car and go north yeah yeah, yeah. he's got well i mean <laughs> We uh, we chatted for uh, for a little while and it was so cool, you know. And then I finished my shift and we went for a beer. And uh, he asked me what I was doing and I told him I was an artist. I did his portrait. He bought it. Was super excited. Loved my work. Oh, cool. He was doing sculpture a bit. Uh huh. So then I uh, well, come on, let's do that. And we we went for it. And it was uh, one of the best experiences of my life. I mean, that wow. was so cool. And we uh, there was a shaman there. A very uh, big one. And we did a traditional sweat lodge. So, Uh yeah, they called it the rebirth when you get out of there. And I know why, because it was three hours of uh, barely, Uh. you know, breathing stuff. And Uh. (laughs) we barely nearly died there. So, (laughs) but it was great. So, yeah. Uh, So, is this like a certain tribe that's, that's up there? Yep. So they, what tribe was that? Well, this shaman was coming from uh, eastern, um, I think it was from Nova Scotia. There was a few, mm. a bunch of t- different tribes. You know, it was a big powwow for uh, once a year. Okay. The place to go. So uh-huh. it's kind of hard to say which one was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they were all there, basically. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool story. All right. So you guys go up. You go to the big powwow, you hang out, you get to know each other. And then how does it come about that he's going to sponsor you to go to New York? Yeah, that's it. Well, we spoke about that. I said, well, I'm accepted in the school. And he was like, wow, that's incredible. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's incredible. I just want to have to you know, manage to find what is necessary. Yeah. And he just went, there you go, man. Wow. So he wrote me a check and that was the end of the story. Oh, man. That so is I was awesome. Blessed, uh, yeah such a nice meeting and now he's one of my best i'm visiting him uh yeah, later this year so yeah great story wow yeah that's a you great bet. story <laughs> um okay well let's talk about then uh there's a couple things well there's there's one thing i want to circle back to but yeah. um that leads us that leads us right to uh you going to new york so let's Let's talk about that. So you, this guy writes you a check and then what? You hop on a plane and, and start? Uh... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I paid for the trimester because he didn't have uh, you know enough to, to pay for a, a whole study plan. But uh, at least yeah. I just wanted to get going. So I had uh, what it took for uh, one trimester. So I... I didn't have any apartment or anything, so I yeah. landed on New- on New York and I started looking. I had a friend that you know 
I was living uh, on his couch for a few days just to find yeah. an apartment. I ended up uh, with um, an apartment in Harlem, uh-huh. just uh, a few blocks from the school. So that was kind of a tricky That's thing nice. for me, you know, coming from Quebec and <laughs> ending, yeah. up, ending up in uh, Harlem was pretty exotic. So but, <laughs> yeah. but it was great. It was great. But the apartment uh, was uh, pretty bad. But that was a uh, part of the story, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, when you show up, I mean, like I did too in New York, you have, uh, I had very little money. Yeah. A friend of mine had gone up before me. He started at, he was in, in the first group of uh, GCA. Right. Nice. And so he was there a month before I was, and he he found a place, and um, it was a, a bedroom and some guy's uh apartment this guy had just split with his wife so then he's looking for um you know somebody to rent out this room and um so my friend got the room and then and then i came up and we shared the room and we got bunk beds and right yeah that's the (laughs) new york way (laughs) yeah and he had um before i got there he before he uh, moved into this room, he was staying in uh, some hostels and had um, gotten bed bugs from the hostel, which had gotten into his oh. clothes and everything. And so he showed up at this guy's apartment and brought bed bugs with him. And thankfully, the apartment was fumigated before I got there. But um, so tell me about your uh, your Harlem experience. Well, that was a tricky one. I mean, the apartment that I visited, there were, a, you know, I was lucky enough to find one at 600 a month. And that was the oh, only uh, one. So I was saying, yeah. wow, why so an apartment, only one? <laughs> a room or, a, or an apartment to yourself? Yeah, it was just a room. Yeah. But the room was not actually a room because it was like a, a very small apartment. And she, uh, the lady that was living there, she had four cats. She was smoking, you know, but I couldn't afford anything less, anything more, I, guess, I mean. So yeah. I just went for it. So the first night I'm like, wow, okay. And the walls were not even uh, hitting the ceiling, you know. It's kind of a, oh. it was like a super small space for, uh, I mean, maybe a living room or something. So she uh, just Were they put, like temporary walls or something? Yeah, like yeah. movable walls? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> that's it. And there was like uh. a, a foot and a half space, you know between the, the highest part and the ceiling <laughs> and the door was a sliding door like a plastic with a magnet <laughs> <laughs> it can't be legal this setup yeah. cannot be legal but at 600 oh, i was like okay yeah. then let's do this and uh, the yeah. only heat that was coming in the apartment was from that room so i was like wow sweating every single yeah. night yeah. And with those four cats, I mean, in those walls, I had always a cat on my belly at night. It was, oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. But it was a big-time New York experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was not sleeping much. Kind of hardcore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole day in the, in the academy and stuff. So, Were you able to stay at the studio kind of till late at night to to stay out of the apartment or yeah i was kind of uh you know extending a little bit my days because i yeah or just you know training mm-hmm. in a park or something afterwards because uh, yeah okay smoking it was not uh, very nice either so. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And she was, well, um, you live with me, you you take it all. So all right, that's it. Oh gosh. <laughs> These people, I mean, it you know, it's good you had a place to go to, but man, they 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 really prey on the um you know, the 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 poor artist from out of town who just needs a place to crash for yeah. not a whole lot of dough, you know. Um so uh what was what was the school like? How was the um how was the experience there? It was great. I mean uh I I was tempted to go to join the G C A and the reason I, I joined Janice because I were I was accepted at both and I just mm-hmm. chose uh Janice for the light, you know, it was natural light, so uh I, oh okay. I thought uh, that that's what I wanted to do and um mm-hmm. So I went there and it was the first year, so very nice skylight. Uh, the building was uh, a little off, you know, for uh, windows as far as, you know, like uh, in the winter time and everything. So there was uh, a lot of um, stuff to do, but still um, it was a part of the whole adventure, you know. Yeah. And it was a great community and the teachers were uh, incredible. So I had like such a nice experience there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I that's what you know started me on the the right path yeah for sure nice <clears throat> and so you said you were there for one trimester is that how long is that is that three months or yeah yeah three months okay. so by christmas i was back home you know because uh, i couldn't afford it anymore but mm-hmm. i was uh fortunate enough to became uh become friends with uh kate Thiemann, so afterwards uh I was coming in in New York and uh, studied with her in her studio and with her husband, Travis Schatz. So it was uh, the greatest thing I could hope for, you know, based on what I could uh, afford and everything. And it was even better to be, you know, in their studio and work from life. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so valuable when you can just kind of hang out with artists like that and be in their studio and work alongside them. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's the best way to do to go and uh I'm one of those who learn better by um looking, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. very big on theory and stuff like that. I like to to see and uh, yeah, decision making and just learn from that. So that's basically how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> um and so uh are you still doing that kind of going um I think you mentioned before, before we were recording, that you you spend a month in New York with them still. Is that right? Yeah, every year about that amount of time. Yeah, uh-huh. we're friends now, and we just have a good time. And I I go there maybe for one week and then go back, you know, maybe okay. three or four times a, a year. So all depends. It's never the same. But, yeah, maybe a month or even more a year since 2008. Wow. Nice. Now they they moved to, to France, but yeah, I'm planning on visiting them uh, in a few months in France too. So. Oh, yeah. cool. Yep. It's very great. Nice. Nice. Yep. Um. And obviously, you have uh, you can speak French with. Is, does Travis speak French? Uh, not yet. I'm <laughs> planning on uh, <laughs> having a small discussion, but who knows? We'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> And I have to adjust my French too. Mine is more of a slang, you know. In Quebec, we speak uh, different French than France. The accent uh-huh. is not as uh, pronounced, and uh, yeah. 
okay. so I'll have to fix a few things, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I guess it's you know it's like the the way the English look at Americans speaking English, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same kind of. Uh, yeah, we're we're new world people, I guess, speaking old world languages. Right. Um. Uh. So, all right. So let's talk about. You mentioned one thing that you would uh, do to stay out of uh, this crummy apartment in, um, sorry, Harlem, um, was you go to the park and train. So uh, let's talk about your background in Kung Fu. How, how did that start? And um, I don't know, where, wherever you want to start with that. Is yeah. that what you were doing in the park? Is, is that the kind of training you were talking about? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got to start with uh, my my father. He's okay. a he's a boxing coach, and he he was involved, and he still is in a in the Japanese arts and jujitsu teaching when I was uh, young. He's more into boxing now, boxing coach only. But back then, it was uh, well, the whole basement of the house was a big dojo, and, and there was uh, everything you know oh. you can hope for. Oh. Wow, <laughs> boxing wise, and everything was there. So. Uh, I think uh, by the age of two, I was, you know, he was carrying me uh, everywhere, you know, every single gym he was, you know, attending yeah. in uh, every school. So definitely, I, I didn't have much of a choice, and I, I guess I, you know, I had what it takes because I was, uh-huh. you know, very interested in it. So yeah. I began like at a very young age. Uh, with karate and then um, I trained a bit, but uh, back then I was watching um, like uh, the, the black belt. Well, I was obviously I was a little older than two right then, <laughs> but I trained for uh, like five years in karate, and then mm-hmm. um, I began the boxing with a little like my father, and he was teaching me a bit. So and then uh, I was watching like the black belt kung fu movies. Uh huh. So. Uh, this is where it changed a bit uh, on my, uh, well, I, I don't know how it happened, but I think I, I saw somewhere that it was from Hong Kong. So I figured that, you know, that karate uh, was coming from Japan, so Hong Kong was Chinese. So I was looking for something Chinese. And uh-huh. in the phone book, I was looking for martial arts. And then I found, uh, it was written like master uh, diploma from Hong Kong. So that's, that was the end of it, you know. I uh, I had found it, so my father took me there, and uh, I began uh, kung fu uh, at a very young age. Maybe I was uh, nine or ten when I went oh, to school, uh-huh. and that was my uh, little temple. I was there every single day, you know, working out. So. Wow. Yeah, I trained for years, and when I I grew uh, older, I was like fifteen or sixteen, and then you know. At that age, young men hit the streets a little bit and began to do crazy stuff. So <laughs> I met uh, I met a few boxers there, and I was like very impressed about how they could handle, you know, the street fights that were happening here and there at that age. So, so were you? You said hitting the streets. Were you kind of getting into scraps, and were you? I mean, uh, when I was so uh, docile as a you know as a as a child, I, I just I was like training. Yeah. Day, so I was deadly, dead serious, you know. And uh-huh. 
I mean, at 15, uh, you know, first girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And then you go out <laughs> and shit happens. And <laughs> so, yeah, I met, uh, I was friends with, you know, martial artists and boxers. And and I was impressed by the way, you know, the fighting aspect was uh, with boxers, you know, the, the way that the rhythm and everything. I just wanted to, to learn more about myself too, you know, because martial yeah. arts sometimes is not as um, realistic. You know, you think you're the shit, but and you get hit, and uh, <laughs> it's a different story. You know, you do a bunch of fancy stuff, and then some guy punches you in the face. That's yeah, it. that's it. So I was like, wow, interested in learning more. So I just went to the ring and fought my way, and I traveled even in Florida for a year, and I boxed there, and I just learned the craft in a different way, and I was very happy to do so, and. Learn yeah. more about myself, you know, my heart and everything, the conditioning. And, yeah. and after that, I was maybe uh, 20-something, 20 21 or two. Then I, I I fell back into Kung Fu uh, and found a more traditional uh, kick-ass style that I, <laughs> I was looking for. You know? <laughs> because it's like art, you know, if you want to push something, you got to be closer to the source. And I think uh, Kung Fu... Yeah. Is a martial so art. Was so this, um, was this more of a combative form of kung fu? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. yeah, it, it was born that way. I mean, martial arts were uh, yeah, were invented to defend oneself, and it was all about you know fighting and. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get closer to what it's, what it really is, you gotta you know get in there. So, yeah. I began, uh, well, my style is praying mantis kung fu, so I, I found a teacher that was pretty uh, intense, uh, and I just uh, started training. And it led me all the way to China. I went to Shandong, where uh, the style was developed and trained there, too. So, Oh, wow. Yep. So that was a very intense uh, uh, moment for um, uh, my um, my kung fu development. And, uh, because over there, you know, they're they're so poor. There was no running water. They were only living from uh, what yeah. they could, you know, make mm-hmm. uh, grow out of the of the out of the earth. And you know, so we were training hardcore every single day, and there was no protection. It was kind of a little too much <laughs> for uh, <laughs> because I apart from the no protection art, in the sense of what I mean, uh, they don't wear gloves when fighting, you know. Oh, okay. So for them, you know, they're uh, at the end of the. So is there punching involved in this too, with no gloves yeah. or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So those Chinese, you know, and they're uh, quite big and they can drink forever. It's uh, <laughs> there's a big um, drinking uh, tradition in Shandong, let's say, <laughs> because wow. in the south, like Hong Kong and stuff, the Chinese are small, you know, and they they don't drink much. But up north, they're uh, right uh, near Mongolia. Yeah, it's not rare to see like uh, six footers, and uh, yeah. and they can. They're pretty strong, and uh, I mean, there's just it's part of the tradition. And I was yeah. I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll get there. I'll see like uh, like healthy uh, tea drinkers and vegetarian. Right. And I, oh my yeah. god, it was such <laughs> a different story. This is a bunch of heavy drinking and fighting. Yeah, that's it. 
that's what they do, you know, and they work the land like crazy and they're super strong because uh, it's like very uh, old school kind of uh, tools. Yeah. Yep. So we worked all day. Then we you eat like crazy. And then you So part of it the... part of it was working in the fields? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that's what uh, is going to end up in the ta- on the table, you know. So you really right. have to make sure uh, you do your stuff during the day, so and wow. then, yeah, it was so no, nice. No work, no eat. Oh. Yep. That's intense. Yep, so that's that's how uh, it worked over there. So all of this I can imagine prepared you um just super well for focusing on you know really learning drawing and painting skills I would imagine. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean there's so much involved in there, you know, like just uh, if we talk about I don't know, just uh, the flexibility yeah. of the, you know, well, body wise, yes, but even uh, the, the mind and everything. So yeah, it helped me, you know, uh, accept um, the differences and everything involved in art. You know, I'm not one who's gonna go like yeah, I'm figurative painter and I, you know, I hate you all. You know, right. <laughs> so well, especially living in Quebec with all that, that conceptual and modern trends. And yeah, yeah. I just flow with it, and I, I'm happy that you know I know that uh, I'm actually uh, building something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to to do so, you know, like being a forerunner in that field, you know. So I got a big studio at home, and I just you know work exclusively from life. And models come in, and you know my name is kind of resounding uh, around. And oh, cool! So you, yeah, that's that's I, I didn't think about that, but you get to be kind of since there's not a lot of it going on, you get to be kind of the man, right? Yeah, that's, doing this, yeah. 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 So they everybody associates that kind of work with with Danny Ferland. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, uh, especially uh, like the the working from life aspect. There's a few that works from uh, pictures and in, in their studios, but uh, uh-huh. that aspect is not found uh, much in Quebec. So I'm glad to um, do so. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Um, What's your daily, do you have a daily schedule, like it's a routine that you go through each day or a certain time that you go to the studio every day? What is, what does that look like for you? Yeah, generally I sleep at nine and my hour. Oh, you're dropping out again, Danny. Oh, sorry. Is this fine? Yeah, that's good. Better? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my apartment is like three blocks away from uh, the studio. So start over, you wake up at 9, is that what you said? I wake up at around 8, and uh, eight. Well, okay. just breakfast time, and then, boom, uh, I'm at the studio at around 9. Okay. And I always begin with uh, training, like uh, Kung Fu first in the morning. Cool. So from uh, from 9 to 12, I just train, you know. So, oh, okay. At, so, in your In your art studio, or? Yeah, well, I, my my studio is uh, is big. Uh, the art okay. studio itself is like thirty feet by thirty feet. Like oh, the, nice. The art uh, aspect of it, and I got a, another room for uh, kung fu. It's cool. in the same I studio, just... but it's like a separate room. Oh That's man! Where, uh, yeah. Nice. I got like. Is this a studio that you rent or? Yeah, well, um, 
what is funny uh, it's uh the the entire building is called uh, the place <laughs> that's the, the name place. of the place right the place <laughs> well in french it's le lieu but yeah <laughs> translation is the place and right. on the first floor at ground level there's a huge gallery and that's where uh, all the modern and conceptual um, people uh, meet you know and it's a uh -huh. big uh, it's uh, well I guess it's the place for that <laughs> and it's, uh, it's very nice and uh, on the second floor it's uh, only uh, art studios for artists okay. that uh, you know want to rent it and uh -huh. what's good about it is they got like a, a lot of money from the government to do oh. uh, like shows and events and stuff like that so they can manage to rent for you know not peanuts but you, know, you don't pay much and you got like yeah. a nice space so yeah. i'm happy to uh, have that opportunity i've been there uh -huh. only for a year and a half now yeah and it really changed the whole thing because i'm uh, like dead center in downtown so all the models you know very easy to oh cool to get there and uh-huh uh yeah so yeah my space so... is divided for martial arts and art oh man that's nice hmm? And so you're you're dedicated full time to doing that now, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've been. That's great. I mean, I I did a I've been dedicated to do that full full time for years now. You know, like the, the last. Yeah, I guess so. Starting with starting with the uh, portraits outside of the palace, right? Well, that was the no when I when I came back from uh, Europe, I got you know like side jobs and stuff. But for the mm -hmm. last five years, I just you know decided to do that full time and you know ate oatmeal uh, for the, the first three years and <laughs> <laughs> so have you been selling your portraits yeah here and the, yeah by yourself yeah yeah that's it yeah that's there cool. was so much, much models coming in uh, i could manage you know to, to pay the rent and everything for by selling portraits here and there maybe you know i was doing like five i, I could uh i could sell one every five or something like that so nice yeah. so who are you selling to like I mean, how how are you finding people to buy your paintings? Well, generally, it was the model itself. Oh, cool. Or uh, right. the model's mother, you know, send a picture to the uh -huh. mother. Hey, I want this. And then they, they come and they buy it. Oh, nice. And some other time it was, um, you know, art lovers that was, uh, were just passing by and uh -huh. buying them. So, yeah, I was fortunate to to sell a few here and there. and But now and it's... That's Growing yeah. and growing, and now it's better. So, yeah. So good. at that time, were you paint? Where were you painting? Were you painting out of your home or? Yeah, I had an apartment, and I just uh -huh. it was basically a, a big empty space for uh, artwork, and there was a table yeah. for uh, you know doing my uh, for eating and stuff. But yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was great for yeah. uh, for art. You know, I just yeah transformed it into a studio. Awesome. It was only a you know a big. Uh, with one room, just a little studio. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that's but what it, you need. it worked pretty well. I was uh, having maybe four models a week, even more sometimes. So, and I was fortunate enough to have a bunch of friends, and uh, I mean, now uh, people just want to to come and sit, you know. So. That's oh good. man, that's great. Yep. Yeah, so word word is out, right? That you're you're yeah, the man in town, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did maybe two hundred in the last two years, so wow, if not more, I don't know. 
and more and well in three years uh, yeah. i don't know so so many people so it's funny to you know people come in the studio and they recognize everyone and it's yeah <laughs> like a running gag cool. right yeah yeah you've got <laughs> um well you're going to be pretty important uh you know i can imagine um down the line there you have the record of like you know a quarter of the people in town or i'm sure it's not that many but yeah right. you know what i mean well, like like the like the city's gonna you know they should take notice of how how important uh this is historically for you capturing all the citizens of of quebec city yeah well uh, we're thinking about doing a show about this you know because uh yeah there's a certain neighborhood that was you know hit big time by by my hand in those years <laughs> yeah yeah so, for yeah. sure so that's uh, that would be nice. We'll see <laughs> what happens, but it's pretty good. Yeah, is there um, is there like a uh, a local museum or anything like that 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 would host a uh, show like that? Maybe not a local museum, but yeah, I could uh, have a nice space in the library or something. They they use mm -hmm. a, a big space for for art shows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, but yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, I'm so busy with the gallery and everything. Uh, uh, might take a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. you said you're sending something like 20 paintings to the gallery. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's got to be sent. Are they are they putting gallery. together a show for you, or they just want to start with that? No, there's a show. Uh, Hello. Yep. Hello. Okay. Yep. There's I lost you for a sec. Sorry. Okay. So there's a there's a show on June seventeenth, and uh, I'll do a demo there and everything. So it's great. You know I mean? Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, that's a great introduction. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great introduction, because it's. It's a solo show for you, or or a group show. Uh, we're only two because it was supposed to be a solo oh. show, but uh, she figured it would be nice to have another artist that is actually. Uh, like uh, having success right now with the gallery, yeah. so it could help to you know bring more people in. Uh -huh. And it's going to be a a great date because it's a, the Vancouver Art Walk. It's oh, like, cool. uh, the day out of the year that the most people come in for the galleries and stuff. So yeah, yeah perfect timing. Yeah. Yep. So I'm very happy about that. So yeah, big time production right now. <laughs> Because I want to have more, and uh, there's a few pieces I have to to work on and finish. Maybe yeah. six more or something. So, yeah. So, are there? Did you want to find a a Canadian gallery? Um, I guess my question is: is the, are there issues with you sending work to an American gallery? Just just logistically, uh, like does your stuff well, have to go through customs or things like that? Yeah, I heard. Uh, that uh, with the customs, uh, well, I mean, it's only a little boring for me, but besides, I think it's working just fine. You know, I, I know that uh, a few artists I know are sending here and there for competitions and stuff like that. The first time is the worst, but then, you know, you know, all the codes and stuff for the, yeah, for the customs. So, oh, yeah. okay. I'm not uh, against that project. We'll see in the future, but that's a good start. Yeah, no, I just I just wanted to know if if that was um yeah. um 
you know, well, if it just made things much easier for you to to have a Canadian gallery versus U.S. Right. Well, actually, uh, pretty happy she called because I wasn't even you know uh, into it, into like finding galleries and stuff like that. I'm more about, yeah, that's. I'm more about a you know like a, a, a crazy scientist type of guy who's got like nonstop experimenting in his own little uh, studio, and uh-huh. it was yeah. about time you know to shake shake me off. <laughs> well, huh, I mean, that's yeah, that. So are they? I you know I've been talking about this on on um other episodes of the show are so now that you're in this gallery are they are you still going to keep selling work on your own have you talked about that with them or is that an issue Well I'm not really interested in selling uh, on my own from now on because I'm happy to just paint and uh, you know Yeah uh be able to send my artwork that. and she's very yeah. open to you know me showing elsewhere besides Vancouver, like I, all the other provinces and even hitting the States and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good. You know, I don't have to close it. That's cool. Yeah. You don't have an exclusive deal or anything. No, no exclusive. So yeah. Uh, is it 50% that they're taking? Yeah. 50%. Yeah. So that's good because I heard a bunch of horror stories in Quebec, like 70% and stuff like oh that. Oh my God. Like, wow. So I'm not, I was not interested into it, but 50 that's just normal... insane. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Yeah. I can't I... believe. I just can't believe that that it could. Fifty fifty percent seems like a, a lot, and I, I just can't believe that it's there are places where it's going over fifty percent. But... Oh yeah, it is. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Or, well, there's no reason. I guess. So are they? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. I just can't believe it. Um, because yeah. they just. I mean, obviously they don't exist without inventory provided to them by the artists. So. Right. How could you? <laughs> you you simply don't exist without. Anyway. Um. I was gonna ask you some. Oh, so. Are there? Uh, What's the prices like? And you don't have to answer this if it's uncomfortable, but um, I was just wondering, since you've had success selling on your own, right. are they are they bumping the prices up to make it worth it for you? Uh, I mean, um, the, the prices are going to stay pretty much the same, but the okay. uh, the size grew so much bigger. So that's, oh, okay. That's, All right. that's a whole different... That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because I, I used okay. to do like one shot, you know, little portrait sketches. I did like eight by ten inches for years, yeah. you know. And yeah. I've been slowly growing up, and now uh, it's a whole different um, size. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, but it's pretty good, price-wise. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And Vancouver is a different market too, so. Yeah. 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 You get entry. I guess that's right. You're and gonna she, get introduced to a whole new, a fresh, fresh market for you. Yeah, and the good timing is uh is pretty nice in the, in the sense that uh, you know um, I've been growing bigger and she likes uh, bigger work, so yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I've been working on triptychs now, and it's like ten feet wide by four feet high. And, Whoa! And those are big pieces, like the landscape girl from Imagination. There was three pieces wow. uh, on Instagram. There's uh, only the center part, and 
but those figurative uh, landscape-ish uh, um, pieces will be uh, that size. They'll be they'll be ten feet by four, like triptych yeah. like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, every piece is like four uh, four by uh, three with the space in between. It's about ten or nine and a half. Or yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, it's forty forty eight by thirty six, like three times. And I mean, I can you know switch and expand or shrink a bit, but yeah. That's, yeah, sure. That's about uh, the size I want to work on for those. Nice. And from life, I've been. Uh, uh, working a lot on um, 36 by 18, so I, I use a lot of you know empty space, like the white yeah, background. Sure. But on Instagram, I, I show a lot of details, but uh, there's always also a link to the website where you can see uh, the long panels I've been working on in 2015. It was a concept that was developing, and uh-huh. that's where that's going to be a part of what I will send to the gallery. It's a eight feet panel wide by one foot high, and uh, wow. the figure is only uh, an eight of the entire panel itself. Wait, say that again. Eight feet wide by one feet high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a huge horizontal line. Right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, the figure so, yeah, that's what I saw on your website, but I didn't realize that was like the actual uh, panel. Yeah, that's the actual panel. Wow. And the signature is always on the opposite side of the figure, uh, right on the corner. So yeah, brings balance a bit, and it's a yeah. uh, it's a bit of a reflection, uh, you know, that came from martial arts and using the yin yang and the empty and full kind of concept, and uh-huh. and the line is kind of a the life itself, you know, like if you say that we live like eighty yeah. years in a life, and uh, the figure is a an eighth of the entire line. It's kind of a you know, a ten-year um, uh, part of her, her life. Yeah, you know. Sure. If I express right. myself well, <laughs> having a no, hard time in English a little bit, but no, no, you're doing great. I won't switch um, to French. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, I think we'd lose a big, big part of the audience. Yeah. Um. So is the figure. So let's say that the model is a is a thirty year old. Is the figure a third of the way from the left? Or well, not a I was, third, uh, but I was kind of uh, thinking that way. Yeah. I was kind of a that was my first idea, but then uh, I found that it was kind of tricky uh, for the design and the yeah. the balance and the composition. Generally, I put them like a quarter into it okay. uh, on the left or the right. It all depends where they look and what they do. Right. But I've been experimenting too with the figure in the center. I got one whose uh, her hands are crossed in, in front of her chest and I just decided to put her in the center because it was, uh, made sense the way she was symmetrical and everything. So yeah, 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 it all depends. But yeah, that's that was 2015. Now I'm more into the landscape and I'll keep on doing those ones too because they, they had a big success and I think people like it and it's good for a, I was thinking more of a, in a design kind of way, you know, mm-hmm. you know big loft and stuff like that to put it on top of a, I don't know, a sofa or something. It's nice in the yeah. living room. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had like sponsors that, that uh, helped me in 2015 and they still help me now. I was lucky enough uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I had I had like uh, three sponsors in my life uh, so far, so 
Wow. So, so these sponsors, uh, in what way are they helping you? Are, I mean, are they like collectors buying your work or just supporting you? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it started that way. One of them, I bought like eight pieces. Wow. And then he said, well, you know what? I could go on and you know, buy another piece, another piece on top of another one. But I want to, <laughs> I would like you to, you know, try something else. And I was kind of, you know, getting in a, into it, like getting space around the, the figure a little more. Uh-huh. And we spoke for a while and he's into design a lot. So he just, you know, told me it would be a nice, you know, blow out. <laughs> so I was kind yeah. of, yeah. Let's try this, and uh, I experimented at uh, six, seven, and then I ended up with the whole panel, <laughs> the eight foot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I really like what it does, and it brings a calm to it. You know, there's a yeah. And you. So what you, kind of panels are these? I'm assuming you're you're making these uh, yourself if they're yeah. Well, size. I started with different uh, materials, but I ended up with Dibon, which was the the, the greatest of them all. <laughs> Yeah, because I had like our stories, you know, trying to develop the content and working with different things. Uh huh. I bought like uh, nice wood and it just went uh, in a zigzagish pattern that was horrible. So yeah, I, yeah, I had to cut them off, and so it was pretty bad. So but the dye, bond. yeah, the dye bond is great for that, and it's pretty. So where do you get that from? Uh, there's a company uh, near uh, where I live that you know sell those uh, four by uh, four by eight uh, feet oh, okay. panels. So just cut them in four, and that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. yeah um. Well, Danny, thanks a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Is there anything you want to say uh, before we wrap up? Well, besides, thank you and. Uh, Thank you to you and all those Americans out there that just keep pushing me <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> and I'm actually glad to be uh, in a Canadian gallery so I don't have to fight with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but that's great. I mean, I'm happy and life is just beautiful. So I just go for it. Fantastic, man. Yep. Well, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been fun and inspirational. So thank you. Thank you so All much. Right. Uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was fun. Thanks again to Danny for being on the show. Um, some quick announcements. I'm hosting two workshops here in Austin this summer. Douglas Flint will be here July 7th through the 10th, teaching his brand-new Color and Light workshop, this is a chance to learn to create more believable form in your painting by gaining a deeper understanding of the way color and light work. Um, there is still space in this workshop, although not very much. So hurry up and register at douglasflintworkshop.blogspot.com. Um, then September 7th through the 11th, Scott Waddell will be here teaching his super popular portrait painting workshop. This workshop is your only chance to study with Scott in the flesh this year. You cannot go to New York. You can't go to Oklahoma. You can't because he won't be there. He's only going to be in Austin, Texas. So don't miss out. 
Um, go to scottwaddellworkshop.blogspot.com. Register for that. Come see us. Um, and I'm going to close on kind of a down note. The legendary Texas musician Guy Clark passed away on May 17th. Um, I can't claim to be his number one fan or anything like that, but I do really like his music, and there are a few songs of his that I really love. And I'm going to close this episode with a song that I played in heavy rotation on my Discman when I was studying in New York and missing being in Austin, missing my girlfriend who I left in Austin and is now my wife. So happy ending there. Um, This song gave me some comfort during those times. So thank you, Guy Clark, and rest in peace. coolest lick I ever learned. <laughs> well, I wished I was in Austin. Mm. In the chili parlor bar, drinking mad dog margaritas and not caring where you are. But here I sit in Dublin. Mm. Just rolling cigarettes Holding back and choking back to shakes with every breath So forgive me all my anger Forgive me all my faults There's no need to forgive me For thinking what I thought I loved you from the get-go And I love you till I die I loved you on the Spanish steps the day you said goodbye. Now I am just a poor boy. Mm-hmm. Works my middle name. If money was a reason, well, I would not be the same. I'll stand up and be counted mm. And I'll face up to the truth I'll walk away from trouble But I can't walk away from you So forgive me all my anger Forgive me all my faults There's no need to forgive me For thinking what I thought I loved you from the get-go And I love you till I die I loved you on the Spanish steps The day you said goodbye Might be the best I ever played it. I have been to Fort Worth. 
Chili parlor bar, drinking mad dog margaritas, and not caring where you are. 